Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Homesteady listeners, I'm going to just warn you right now. What you're about to hear is some of the darkest... um, you know, saddest news from our homestead probably since we've started homesteading. And uh, what you're going to be listening to is the audio versions of a few different YouTube videos that we recorded. So while 95% of what you're going to hear is all totally an audio experience, uh, you might miss out on one or two visuals. You can see these videos on our YouTube channel. And what we're talking about but I didn't want you podcast listeners to miss out on what's going on in our homestead the updates I, I want you to hear them in real time now the second half of what you're about to hear is completely a podcast it's totally all podcast material and I know you're going to enjoy listening to that uh, but the beginning part is video excerpts and I just didn't want you to miss out on what's happening these are some dark times on our homestead They say the darkest hours come right before the dawn, so we're assuming that we'll see daylight sometime soon because what's happening right now is some of the saddest, uh, just punch to the gut stuff that we've had happen as homesteaders. So here we go. Let's dive into the updates. I think this is the biggest thing that's happened maybe after getting camels. And it's not a good thing. No. I don't know, do we jump right in or do we like explain how we got here? This is really awful news that we're gonna be sharing today. We were totally blindsided by this, hit in the gut. Um, There's no easy way to say this, but we'll go the long route. How's that? (laughs) We do regular disease testing on the animals, the cows, because we're milking them. So while we were pulling blood to check for pregnancy on Luna, we pulled blood from Ladybug 2 just to do a round of disease testing. And she came back as positive for Yoni's disease. For most of you out there who are like, huh? Yoni's? What's that? That's exactly what I said when Kay showed me the results. Uh, long story short, kind of ruins their digest, digest, digestive tract. Yeah, it, it makes it so they can't absorb nutrients. So essentially while they still eat, 
they have good appetites, uh, they become emaciated, and they starve to death because they can't absorb their nutrients. There's no cure for yonis. There's a 10 to 15% survival rate. And? And they are contagious to other animals, to other ruminants. And uh, if, if the animal who has yonis is there on your property, pooping all over your property, they're what's called shedding this disease, spreading this germ onto your property, and it lasts for years. It's a, a MAP, MAP is the bacterium. Uh, yonis is the disease from that bacterium. So yeah, they're actively shedding the bacterium and it can survive in the environment for years. Uh, okay, so Yoni's disease, nine times out of ten, will kill the animal that has it. So this is one of the first things I learned pretty quickly. The next thing I wanted to know was, wait a second, how did this happen? Because we purchased Ladybug from a, a, a farm that claimed to be a disease-free herd. In our paperwork, she's a registered Jersey, in our paperwork, in our receipt there it says disease-free herd so is this something that we did is this our fault that you get yonis here on our farm somehow probably not no because uh, we've had a closed herd so we haven't introduced new animals the answer is no not probably not and yonis is a disease that more often than not happens when the calves are very young and their gut is permeable so the bacterium can get in there. They get it from their mother in utero, through the milk colostrum possibly, but more likely from the manure. When we were shopping for Ladybug, we were very much looking for a disease-free quality animal that we knew we could bring here grow our herd over the years and have a disease-free herd ourselves. Yeah, that was one of the most important things to us. Regardless of breed, actually, I was looking at uh, several different breeders. Uh, this one, this farm stood out to me because of the testing they did on the animals and they had the disease-free claim for their farm. Here's the thing with Yonis. It doesn't show up in testing till the cow is around four or five, five or six. Yeah. Um, so while Ladybug tested free of it when we purchased her, and we have the paperwork to prove it, and here she comes to two properties that never have had cows, has only a closed herd, and we've only done AI, no bull. Uh, this was like such a shock because this was just a, a routine thing. Like we just doing our routine testing, gonna come back negative just so we can show people like look we got a clean herd so in this shock trying to gather some information we called up our favorite cow vet Cody Creelman and uh, we we had a phone call with Cody to pick his brain and ask him what's going on what happened Cody said it's not our fault uh, this happened when she was young he said if she in fact has yonis it's most likely a death sentence we may, if it, even if she were to survive, that 10% chance she might, we are adding more exposure to the property here. There's more risk. And the other cows. The other cows, sheep, camels, every ruminant that comes on this property will be more and more endangered. He did offer one small bit of hope that we are clinging to right now, which is why we're standing in this little 20 by 20 paddock here where Ladybug will stay for the next six weeks. Uh, the blood test is inaccurate, so it's not 100%. Even though she's a positive, that's not 100% sure that it is, in fact, positive. So we're doing a fecal culture. We'll see if the bacterium is in there. 
That takes about four to six weeks to get the results back. So until then, we're going to have her here. One of the signs of Yoni's disease is diarrhea, which we noticed her having real loose stools once we put them on the green grass. Fresh spring green grass, that's what we thought it was. We took, a, took the time to make sure her rumen had time to adjust, filled her up with hay, then put her on the grass. And everybody at first had runny stool on spring grass, but hers hasn't cleared. And for me, in my heart, I feel like she has Yoni's disease. But... <laughs> Cody, yeah. and we're gonna actually have Cody on a video very, very soon. You're gonna see a video where we interview Cody about this because we always, with stuff like this, we always really just focus on let's get some, you know, medical professional help. We use vets all the time here on this homestead. We and one of the things like I really appreciated that Cody made very clear right away was this is not our fault. This has nothing to do with us. We did everything right. This is a very prevalent, prolific disease. Most dairies and cow herds in the world have this disease. Cody said it's prolific. Unless you're actively managing to not have it, you have it. Yeah, even if you are actively managed. Even if you're actively, you can still have it. Yeah, it's, it's estimated 90% of dairy herds are infected with yonis in this country. So... We did, and Cody will confirm this when we talked to him. He told us to us on the phone, we did everything right. If we didn't want to have this in our herd, we did what we were supposed to. And unfortunately, the product we bought seems to not have been what we bought. Yeah, it doesn't come up in testing if they're young until they're a little older. Maybe they've dealt with some stress, calving, a move, then it'll pop up. So... Cody's suggestion to us... I keep us. saying so. You're going to edit three times I say so, and you start with Cody. Uh, Cody, so, Cody. 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 Uh, Cody, the only reason that we have this glimmer of hope is because Cody said there could be some error in the test. So we are sending in a fecal sample. You already talked about this. Um, there, six weeks. Yeah. We have to wait six weeks. Six so, weeks. So right now, Ladybug and her calf, here we go. Cody said uh, her calf has already been exposed. If she has it, she has it. If not, at this point, there's not really concern she's gonna get it. So right. if honeybee, has it, unfortunately, well, there's no risk in putting honeybee with, with ladybug right. right now. Yeah, this will be an upcoming video because... Low risk. Yeah, because Luna probably doesn't have it, um, which means her calf would be low risk as well, grasshopper, but her calf also nursed off of ladybug, was there, because they were all together, was, was there an opportunity for both calves because it's in the the feces, is there an opportunity for both of them to have yonis? Yes. This is a big disappointment for us because we've really been working hard with our cows to have a nice little homestead milk cow. And this means we cannot sell any calves for the next uh, several years. We have already talked about on the channel, we have a deposit on Grasshopper, we announced this. She yeah. was going to a, a wonderful home. We, we, sent, we yeah, refunded we, the deposit. We refunded the deposit because it's not something I'm comfortable selling with Passing the possibility, the yeah, that, okay, now this could introduce Yonis to your property. To be clear, Grasshopper will test clear of Yonis. Yeah. Luna will test clear of Yonis. Well, Luna did. We got Actually, the result Luna back did. already yes. and she was a negative. So to be clear here, and this is a warning to any of you out there who've been inspired by us to go down this route and get a disease-free jersey. You have to, there is a lot of work you have to go through to make sure you got a disease-free cat. We've learned in this last week. And there's no guarantee. And that was an interesting thing I read from uh, Penn State University that no herd can unequivocally say that they are free from yonis. It's not possible. Because of the limitations of the testing, which means it doesn't pick it up, uh, a, a positive is a positive, but a negative could be a positive well. So there are definite limitations to the testing on yonis. This is a disease that was discovered back in the late 1800s, and still, no reliable vaccine, 
No real great testing on younger animals. Small chance she'll survive, but will her survival risk other animals? Right now, honeybees at a low risk being with her, but she still, uh, ideally, Ladybug would be away from everything and completely off this farm if she has it. The thing is, we don't know if she has it and we have to dry her off and... Yeah. Uh, is the yonis in her milk? It could be. If she's to that advanced stage. I don't know that, is she, that she is yet. Oh, we should talk about what that means for... For the milk. The milk. For the meat. Yonis in the milk. This is uh, something that there's a lot of conjecture about. It's not been proven yet, but people feel there's a correlation between yonis and milk and... And what Cody said was, it seems to be that people with a certain genetic, like a genetic tendency to, to maybe that yonis can cause Crohn's. It's kind of, they're and not sure And that other yet. one, what's that other? Rheumatoid arthritis. And rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. So they're not sure. It's not sure. proven. We're not saying it is or it isn't. We're just saying there's that risk. And why we have a, a mini Jersey dairy with disease-free cows is to avoid that stuff. Because we are drinking raw milk. If could, you are... Could we just pasteurize the milk? Would that make it better? Probably no, not. Because they've still found yonis and pasteurized milk. So the milk you get at the grocery store, Cody said, is yonis milk. Fortunately, we have not been milking Ladybug. We've been milking Luna. In this lactation, we have milked just a handful of times, which has been, you know, pretty fortunate. Yeah, and before before this all started. As far as meat goes, Yoni's particles are in the, the, the stuff is in the poop. There's a higher chance of that getting in your milk than in your meat. So, should Ladybug, we find out, is positive with this, there is the option to cull her and use her meat. It's, it's hard to even say right now on camera. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, I see them. Everyone sees each other. This is horrible. This was very, this was like the most devastating, this was the most devastating thing to happen to us as homesteaders, right? I don't wanna to be too dramatic here and say, I mean, putting the parameters as homesteaders, you know, we've had as humans with children, scarier things happen and like humans and, but as homesteaders, this has been the biggest just punch to the gut that we've had in almost a decade of doing this. Yeah. Because we did everything right. It was very unexpected. We did everything. This was not like we ran out on Craigslist and found the first cow and we're like, cool, let's keep a disease-free mini Jersey herd or we didn't get the free cow years ago and we, we found the right cow and we, she saved money up on the side and scrimped and pinched and and we made it and like then we learned how to breed and now we have these four little beautiful cows we had a deposit we were going to start selling our first mini jerseys and making really nice money with our nice little homestead herd 
and it was gonna be profitable. Accountant Mike was gonna give it a big old thumbs up. And then this, and it was just like. so many facets and, and areas that this affects, but the worst of it all is it's Ladybug. She's our favorite. I was talking this morning like, oh, I'm ready to quit it all. I'm ready to go surfing. We've got her set up now on a nice shady paddock. We bring in her hay. She can see Luna. Everyone can see each other. <laughs> so she'll have, now if the test comes back and it's negative for Yonis, she'll have a nice vacation here in the shade. And if not, then we've got some hard decisions to make. And I'm afraid um, we're gonna have Cody on to talk about this because this is something anyone who gets into cows needs to educate themselves about. Um, so I know you have a lot of questions, probably everything we said, we're gonna talk about again with Cody. You'll hear a lot there. Yeah, but going forward, if I can make a re recommendation to anybody right now, it's do a blood test. Oh, absolutely, do a blood test. Do a test. regular, whether it's every six months or every year, on all your cows. I thought you meant if people were gonna buy one. If you're gonna buy one, do a blood <laughs> test. Oh yes, do all for your cow. Hopefully they have disease testing on every single cow in their herd from years if... that you can look at and see that they have been clear. Now, you know, people are dishonest and they could not be telling you the truth. They could scratch out the cows that are positive and not show you those cows, right? Yeah. Then, then it's in their herd. This is just if we, a risk you take. If we were Joe Schmo Farm and just had a website, come check out our cows, and you didn't know we had Ladybug, and I wanted to sell you Grasshopper, we could call Ladybug, tear up her paperwork, put it in the fire. Yeah, honestly, like, you could see her now and say, wow, she looks great. She looks great. She we were about to have a uh, body confirmation score done on her just to talk about what a healthy cow should look like. That, so that's not a sign? Not yet. No, not yet. But yeah, if you this is what she has, cow things are going to. So if you are buying, we bought from a disease, a herd that was called disease free. and. That's another, we have to, so where where we go from here? For the next six weeks, we're waiting on testing. This could all be just a big scary thing that turns out to be not as bad as it seems. Or totally fine, actually, it could be. Um, or it could drastically alter our plans that we've had for all the cows on the property. And we've got, we're starting to figure out those plans with the help of Cody, giving us the advice that he has. A cow vet for how many years? We can, if she has yonis, we can work our way back through a lot of hard work to be a yonis free test result farm. But it has put off our, our where we were at. We just got knocked back years. Not all the years, but years. And uh, emotionally, we've got knocked back. I mean, we're, we're both, neither of us are very hopeful right now. There's a glimmer, we're taking the tests. It's gonna be a long six weeks. All right. Post your questions below and we'll come back with Cody and answer some.
because Cody will answer them. We don't have a whole lot of like set plans right now. We're kind of just in waiting, waiting mode. It's um, yeah, it's one of those things where the plans we have them um, kind of in pencil, right? It's nothing set because nothing can be set yet. But decisions have to be made, and we have to be prepared if the hard decisions are made. Like, well, we're butchering. If we need to butcher, it's gonna be like July. Yeah, it's this slew of like, like things you don't want to plan for. We want we want to be hopeful. We want to get back a negative result on the the two tests. The next one we're having done is a more accurate test. Mm. So we really want to just be hopeful. Like, this is gonna come back negative. But if it comes back positive. And we, we want to have her butchered because we don't want to have her wasted. Then we have to figure out how, you, like, I don't want to bring her to a slaughterhouse. Nothing, I mean, I brought lots of animals to slaughterhouses. I'm not saying there's something wrong with that. I just, Ladybug, what she's done for us over the years, uh, the life she's lived, what, I don't want to put her in that scary you know loading her into a trailer and driving her to a slaughterhouse and she doesn't know where she is and there's other cows and but then we got to figure out like how to take care of that here in the middle of the summer so, so you have to like plan this like super like complicated stuff that you don't want to plan yeah <sighs> this is like yeah i saw her come into heat the other day oh, two days ago and i thought oh good i've been waiting to see her come into heat so i can plan when to ai her next and then i just like i realized no she i don't have to think about that not now. Yeah, derails and you just think about a lot of stuff you just weren't planning on. Hope she'll just die of old age. Walk out one day and fire into her in the field. <laughs> like 15. And this one, like, you know, there's then this element of like, you know, there's a 10% chance she could survive. But then she's spreading the, this disease who, right now we're okay, but we are gonna have more calves. We're gonna have more lambs and calves and camel calves and, and they'll all be susceptible. Yeah, I wouldn't, if she has it, I, I would never keep her around. As much as it would be nice to, you know, be able to say like, oh, let her live out her days and it, then th there's a danger there. And this is a homestead. As, as much as we love our dairy girls, we have to make the smart decisions with our animals. We can't let our attachment have us do something that would be like foolish for the health of our entire, like all our ruminants. Ruminants play a huge part in our, our homestead. That would, be a, that would be a stupid decision to make for us. For anybody. I mean, if you have one pet cow and you want it to live out its life after you find out it has yeah, and you're not planning on yonis, having any more sure, cows or have your pet cow live out its life, and maybe it's got a calf that's already been exposed, and you say, "Well, I'll let my one cow live out, and I won't do any more calves, and I'm done." If that's what you decide, sure. But like, if you're going to keep breeding, it's too risky. So this is a really this is like, like we'd love for this to not have happened and our hundred days of videos not ended with this horrible like sad scary news but that's homesteading man Lay your head upon my chest.
tears fall here again. Yeah, yeah. The humid night and sweet perfume. We got the results that we were waiting for, that second test. The results are here, and in an another second YouTube video which we released on the channel, we talked about the results and we shared some information about what we're going to do going forward. So here's the second half. Property. All right, you might want to sit down for this one. We are. We got the results back from Ladybug Zioni's test. In fecal culture. And we're gonna dive right in. So in the last video, the last video was filmed weeks ago. And we sat on that video for a while. We didn't want to make our audience go through the same wait we did <laughs> to find out what was going on here. It's kind of, uh, yeah, I thought that would be kind of cruel. So we just sat on that video until we got this result back. And now we have the results and we've also had a few phone calls that have helped us come to the decision that we've made. Let's start with a brief recap. We took blood from Ladybug and Luna. Oh man, was it six, how many weeks ago? Yeah, it was probably six about, weeks ago. Yeah, about six weeks ago, uh, just routine disease testing. I was doing the camel train. Right. Oh, we had a positive comeback for Ladybug for Yoni's disease. J-O-H-N-E-S, for anyone who wants to look it up. Yoni's is, uh, it, it basically causes them to not be able to absorb nutrients from their food. So while they'll be eating, they'll have good appetite, they'll be wasting away. And because we didn't know much about it, right away we called our favorite cow vet, Cody Creelman. And uh, the first phone call we had with Cody, we did not record. It was just us dealing with this and trying to learn some things. I called Cody back. So Cody, let's dive right into the report. What do you think? Well, so we got the PCR test back and... Uh, and we have a whole discussion we went into, and you're gonna be able to see that entire discussion soon. Uh, we'll put it out on the channel. Uh, but today we're going to include little snippets from that just so Cody can explain some of the things that he knows a lot more about than we do. Up until this point we had assumed we had a disease-free herd, not because we live in La La Land, uh, but because we purchased our only first cow from a what claimed to be a disease-free herd. They had the testing, they were disease-free. And uh, we had a closed herd, so we never brought another cow onto our property. We did AI. <clears throat> AI. Um, so we called Cody and he suggested before we make any decisions do this second test. The first test was a ELISA test mm -hmm. uh, which there was a error, room for error. He said do the fecal culture. So without releasing the video because we didn't want you to have to wait weeks and weeks we decided let's do the fecal culture. We sat on the video. We sat on the tape. Well, we've got our fecal culture results back. And she is positive for yonis. It was a positive test in terms of uh, detectable levels of the organism that causes yonis disease. Now, it was it wasn't considered to be, say, strong amounts of organism. Uh, it was kind of almost on the cusp, uh, but nonetheless, there was still enough of the of the DNA of that bacteria in there for them to be confident enough for them to say that it was a a positive test that there was MAP uh, active. So, Cody, for we've already. In you know, talk to our audience about this a little bit, but just from a vet's point of view, seeing that result, what does this mean for Ladybug? So I, it, it is a confirmation that we do not have a false positive, which was what we potentially suspected. Uh, 
not not highly likely, but that was just one of the reasons why we went to the second stage of testing is just to be sure, to be definitive that there wasn't a false positive because based off of the first testing, there can be other similar bacteria that can cause uh, a spike in the antibodies that the first test looks for, the ELISA test. Uh, but having that test result plus this test result rules out that there there was a false positive and that it is a true positive that exists. So she she does have this bacteria. Yoni's is 90% mortality rate in cows. Yes, and even if it doesn't kill them, uh, there will be carriers of it. it. It's something that affects cows mostly when they're very young they'll contract it from their mother or if they're in a herd where somebody is shedding the yoni's disease from uh, internally ingesting it possible in utero transmission as well uh, through the colostrum or the milk yoni's is a big problem in the dairy and beef industry it's it's very prevalent and uh, the numbers are kind of crazy dairy farmers deal with this this decision every single day you know unfortunately MAP is a as a very common disease uh, they think that within the commercial dairy industry nearly 100% of herds have at least one animal with this and there really isn't a well-defined uh, control m mechanism in place besides uh, serial testing and serial culling The first thing I wanted to know was, was this our fault? That's the first thing I wanted to know because did we make a mistake? We worked really hard to have a disease-free herd. This came as a shock to us and Cody assured us it was not. The fact that Ladybug has this, was that our fault? Absolutely uh, not your fault in this situation. This would have been something that uh, she would have caught right when she was born or even, like I said, before she was born. We did everything reasonably one could do to start a disease-free herd and nothing we would have done could have caused Yoni's to be transferred to Ladybug. Right. Even though wildlife can carry it, so deer can carry it, older cows can contract it, but it's very unusual for it to happen like that. So. Now, that means Ladybug probably got it as a calf. Okay, so she was at a farm. She, she was born at a farm, registered Jersey. Then she was purchased by another farm where she was used as a breeder. They bred her once, got one calf from her, bred her again. That's when we purchased her. First. And they so, did the breeding that resulted right. in Luna. Yeah, so they, we bought her bred. She was bred. She had Luna. We... We... You know, we did the legwork. We, we checked to make sure that they were disease-free. Because Yonis does not show up in the animal until they're older, four, more likely five or six years old, the younger cows test negative for it, even though they could have it. This is where it gets really hard, buying a cow if you're out shopping for a cow, to find one that's actually going to be free from Yonis. So, Without knowing it, we brought our, our seed cow onto our homestead how many years ago now? Four years Four ago. years ago onto our homestead back in the spring. Uh, we brought a cow that had yonis, was a carrier, and we just didn't know it. And now for the last four years, we've been building out our mini Jersey herd, artificial insemination, so that way we could you know keep a closed herd and be disease free and create a really valuable, wonderful little dairy cow and calf. We got Luna, we kept doing that, kept breeding, assuming things were still good, still testing and checking, uh, but everything looked good. And disease-free is important to us because we are drinking the raw milk from our cows. We really want it to be the, the highest level of hygiene and, and disease-free that you can. That said, Cody went on to explain that pasteurization may not protect anyone from <laughs> drinking Yoni's milk. The, the Yoni's, research, Yoni's milk, as he referred to it, milk that has 
the MAP bacteria. Right. Uh, have you talked about the the health, human health implications no, as well? Great, great point, Cody. Let's cover that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so there is a there is correlation. Now it is very controversial in the literature of of the this correlation. Every year that goes by, that correlation seems to get stronger and stronger in evidence. So I, there's nothing that can definitively be said, but it is postulated that MAP can cause some human-specific diseases, either directly through infection or indirectly uh, through autoimmune disorders. So the two main ones that we think are caused or potentially exasperated by a human uh, consuming an MAP-infected uh, glass of milk are Crohn's disease, which is very similar in terms of, of the, the signs, you know, the human symptoms that we see with inflammatory bowel type disease, uh, but also rheumatoid arthritis, which is, is another autoimmune disease as well. So if I had to make a decision. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Without any sort of emotional investment that I have in Ladybug, which I do, I'm a fan of the show, or or emotional investment in you guys. I, I've made this decision on hundreds of cows before in my career, and, and that decision is to call her, is to remove her from the herd. Because you still have a lot of worry in terms of, of the, the milk that your family is going to be consuming. We can even talk about pasteurization. There, It's not even clear if pasteurization truly mitigates the risk in terms of human consumption. Uh, some literature would show that there is a, um, a heat-resistant strain of of, of MAP that exists that may not respond what we think it should respond during the pasteurization the pasteurization technique and especially if you're drinking raw milk then which I love I love raw milk um, the the risk to me could be could be just it's just too high it's just too many things for me to worry about as a father uh, to to consider you know just bearing down and and consuming that milk. Now we have these cow cat and these calves. We had honeybee and grasshopper this year. And the idea was eventually to start selling calves and cows, uh, kind of as pairs. And this year we had a deposit on grasshopper, which is what, you know, part of our standardized process of selling a cow is get the testing to show we're good. And uh, we had a deposit already on grasshopper. Then this first test came back, we halted all the potential sales. And now with this, secondary test showing positive we have decided we will not be selling right now any cows or calves the reason for that is the calves are probably infected as well there's no way to know that until they're older it'll show up in an older cow after stress so say ladybug calved this time and that's a stress on her body she started shedding the bacterium the map bacterium that means she would have been uh, shedding it to her calf and also Luna's calf, because Luna's calf was also nursing off of Ladybug. Now Cody went on to explain that it can be transferred even in utero. The most uh, susceptible would be any young stock, and this disease can infect primarily ruminants, so other cattle, uh, but also sheep and goats and and deer if uh, it, it can it can pass in the wildlife as well but the the most worrisome is any new baby calves born because a those calves can get infected in utero so that bacteria can actually pass and infect uh, babies 
in their mom before they're even born. Uh, those calves can get infected, most, which is most common uh, from fecal contamination when they're just living their life next to mom who's shedding high levels of bacteria. And then there can also be the MAP bacteria in the colostrum and in the milk as well. That means there is a small percent, although Cody felt it was small, that even Luna would have this. The nice thing is we will know with Luna within the next year or two. Uh, because she is getting older, we'll be able to test her and it will show, if it's there, it will show up. Um, it will show up. So there, we will not sell cows or calves right now because we will be selling them to people who are feeding their kids like we do, families. And we would not want our family drinking Yoni's milk and we wouldn't feel right selling a cow or a calf to another family to do that. The only reason only purpose for these cow-calves is that, really. I mean, that's why we've bred them. And so now there's, there's, we couldn't do that. No, and that's, it's just, for me, it doesn't seem like a wise thing to do to let a cow or a calf that you know is probably infected go and infect some other place because yeah. they're shedding this bacterium into your soil. So for a few years, it stays in your soil, yeah. Uh, so in your pastures, in your paddocks, it can spread to other animals, other yeah. ruminants. Yeah, well, sheep can get it, goats can get deer it. Deer on your property. So we have her tucked away in a back corner, an area we don't use and we won't be using yeah. now for years. This comes at a huge financial loss to us. Uh, Mini Jersey's calves and cows are very valuable. Right uh, now. Right now they're selling from, you can get a calf for two, three thousand, four thousand dollars you can get for a calf. Uh, the really small mini ones can fetch even more than that. And a cow and milk, more than that. Selling cow-calf pairs would have been a really nice way to make our homestead profitable. But you know, it's one of those decisions that we're just not willing to, you gotta make, the, we feel like you have to make the right decision, which is to not spread this disease to other farms. Even though all these other cows would pass the test right now, Luna and the two calves would be tested and disease-free, uh, we know that there's a chance they might have it. So, end of story. Now let's talk about the worst part of this, the hardest part of this decision. What to do with our cows. Because it's such a, a low survival rate and we know she has it, Ladybug. We know that uh, this is affecting her quality of life. She's going to be stuck in that paddock. We don't want her going out. We don't want her with the other cows. And she'll be shedding it, even if it doesn't kill her, but it's more than likely to kill her. Well, we've made the choice to uh, just, I guess, butcher. It's a nice way to say it. I'm trying to figure out a, the nicest way to say it. Kill her. Kill her. Put her to sleep. Her, put her to sleep. We're not putting her to sleep. I mean, yeah. it's sleep forever. Yeah. Um, it is a really hard decision. And Cody, talking to Cody, really helped us see clearly what the right decision is. Because it's tempting to make the emotional decision of... So it's Cody's fault. <laughs> no. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's tempting to make the emotional decision, which is, you know what, just retire her, give her a chance. Maybe she'll be that 10% cow that makes it. You know, let her live off her life in a corner pasture somewhere. But it's too dangerous to let that disease spread. Now, yeah, that is an option. I knew of one woman who, she had a very valuable cow. Um, she could do embryo transfer, harvest the embryos from her. So she just stuck her off in a far off paddock with a mini pony for a companion and kept her alive. We just, we aren't set up and I don't have the desire to do that. That's not, that's not what I want to do with her. Uh, for me, that's, um, 
it's just too risky. This, this bacterium is too powerful. It can get into the deer herd, which then you can never get rid of that. Right. It's on your property forever. I just, the risk doesn't, ladybug will die someday. Right. And right now she feels good. She's a happy cow. She's at her peak, as, you know, she health. I feel like the right thing to do is eliminate the danger as best we can while still having dairy cows. Um, and doing so at a time where ladybugs still feels good and she's happy in her last moments, she'll be out in her field that she's used to being in and then it'll be over. And uh, it's not an easy decision. I think because you'll be the one making the kill, doing the kill, I think that's weighing on you. Oh yeah, I, I can't, uh, either night I was up at 3 a.m. just laying in bed thinking about like, okay, I have to shoot Ladybug. I'm a hunter, I'm a farmer, I've processed lots of my own animals, I've raised lots of my own animals. This is very, very different. Ladybug's as close to a pet as a farm animal could be. Yeah, there's that line we always talk about where it's livestock, but it's still something that's providing you and your family with a wonderful thing that you work with so closely. It's, you have this really nice working relationship, especially if they're a nice, easy, personable cow. Yeah. Which she and, is. And maybe some of you are just like, you know, but like, you don't have to, you can put her in the corner and like, all right, if she spreads it to the deer herd, big deal. Uh, Cody really helped with this part of the decision because he, he really brought out like, there's a danger to our family here. Research is showing a correlation between the MAP bacteria and diseases that people get. Yeah, and it's not maybe it's because these people have a genetic predisposition to it that the map kind of triggers it. So it's very, yeah, they don't know what's going on with yeah. it. So, you know, we're not gonna risk the health of our family. He's, there's, to prolong. I feel like in very few farms is there a place for a diseased cow. Yeah. And we're no exception to that. We no. just don't, we don't have the setup, we don't, or the desire to keep her around knowing that she's Yoni's positive. If your beloved dog got rabies, <laughs> right? I mean, we all know how this ends. We've all seen the movie. You gotta put that dog down. It's dangerous. You can't, just because you love that dog doesn't mean, well, I'll put him in a crate in the corner and he'll be okay, at least he won't be dead. Uh, that brought up another question, one that we actually were asked for an Ask Home study last year. Mm -hmm, it's so weird. Whether if we had to kill Ladybug one day for a reason, a broken leg or whatever, would we utilize her for meat? The, the answer is yes, we are going to, for the first time ever, process a beef here on our homestead. Yeah, which is overwhelming for me. Uh, I've butchered many deer, I've butchered a couple pigs, hundreds of chickens. Um, not even just the idea of having to shoot ladybug, but also process that much. A cow is different than a deer. Yeah, it's, like, it's the biggest thing you could process on your average homestead, I'd say. Yeah, beef. and Unfortunately, it's the worst time of year it's where we're located. July. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'll be days from July. It's summer. I think it's summer soon, today, sometime. A lot of people, like if you're gonna butcher on farm, you wait till the fall when the temperatures are cool, you're looking for that 40 degrees. Uh, even a little warmer is not a bad thing because it'll still cool the carcass. This is the worst time of year to do this. Um, yeah, it's but that. her, Cody assured us there's nothing wrong with eating the meat. Right. And he said if you've eaten at McDonald's, you've eaten Yoni's burgers. And maybe you're like, I don't eat at McDonald's. I only eat organic beef. Well, you're yes. still eating Yoni's yes. burgers. Uh, because a lot of like the beef is coming from dairy farms where they're processing these cows where the milk production's gone down, but they're still healthy enough. They just need to get them off of their line. That's probably yonis they have. And it's not just dairy farms, it's, it's in beef, beef yeah. too. Yeah, that's Cody what I'm said same thing. It's so if you're buying unless you have a disease-free herd of cows on your property and you're eating their meat, 
you're getting yoni's meat, but the bacteria is only in the feces. So as long as the fecal matter isn't getting into your meat, it's okay. You don't have to worry about it. It's, it's the milk where it gets, it's more likely to get into the milk because you're milking, the nature of milking. Um, so now we have this giant mountain in front of us. We have to figure out where, where, how, how, when, when is this all happening? And we have to do it soon because every day that goes by, the bacteria spreads more. Every day that goes by, she starts getting closer to wasting away. And we feel like the best way to honor her is to, you know, her death is to use her. It's, and I, I was going online doing some reading and I, I read a lot of people who, who talk about even when they had to uh, put down a horse. They regretted not using it for dog food. It's when there's this enormous amount of a product, it just seems a shame to just throw it away. You know, if it's a dog, how much meat are you losing? But a cow is hundreds of pounds of meat. And she's been feeding our family since we brought her on the farm. That's been Ladybug's role, is to feed our family. She's done a great job at that. She's made some beautiful little calves. She's, she's changed our life so much. We're so grateful to her for that. Um, we have this, our baby boy who can't have beef from the supermarket. For us, it just feels like the best use. It's gonna be hard to figure out. Um, it's going to, we wanted to have a little climate controlled meat hanging area, butcher facility on the homestead for years. It's been a, you know, a goal, but it wasn't gonna be anytime soon. Yeah, there, it's a, because we weren't expecting it. And this is what we keep telling each other, like take it, take her to a processing place, oh, man. but everything's booked. <laughs> the county fair was canceled. So there's a lot of people scrambling for processors, for places to hang their meat. And when we bought Ladybug, she's blind in one eye. So she's new circumstances, new people. They have a tendency to stress her out as with any cow, really. Yeah. So from the beginning, I always thought if we had to make the final call at some point, I want it to be someplace she's familiar with, with people she knows. So it, it, it was important to me that we're able to, to kill her on the farm where she's comfortable and she's not stressed out and she's not afraid. Shaking Which is why it's gonna lie on my shoulders to be the one who does it. And uh, yeah, I'm having trouble sleeping at night thinking about this. It's, it's not, this is one of the, this is the hardest um, like farming related thing we've gone through. Farming, uh, you know homesteading farming thing this is the hardest one we've had worse with our you know things with our family and kids and but like when it comes to the homesteading life this is the hardest situation we've ever faced and uh, you know it you're gonna see over the next few series of videos like how we yeah it's well don't go anywhere <laughs> don't go anywhere Disease-free farm. They're not killing their cows. I think that's enough, right? Um, stay tuned. I'm gonna release that interview with Cody. You'll be able to get all your Yoni's questions answered. He talks about what you can do to avoid winding up in our shoes. Spoiler alert. Hard. much it's really really I mean we thought we did everything right and Cody said there was only one little thing we could have done different and there's a chance it wouldn't have mattered so but stay tuned for that interview that will come out soon 
And as always, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments with the hashtag Ask Homesteady. We'll probably do, when this is all over, we'll probably do like a whole Ask Homesteady just on like Ladybug, the ending of this. And as far as the future goes with the other cows, that's a discussion for another video when we've made more of those decisions. Right now, none of them are a risk. None of them are shedding. Luna's been tested. She tested negative. So right now there's no risk from the other cows, so we don't have to make any more rush decisions. Just this one. Alright, that's it. Separate acts, the ends of disgrace. In the morning, everything is safe.